five letters here just for everybody out there in Packerland and yourself today. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. Coming to you almost live from the Behind the Call studio, welcome to Behind the Call. My mic's turned up. There we go. You're listening to Behind the Call. I'm Taylor. We got Evan, Yo. Devin, and we got another guy, too, on the show here with us today. We got Ethan Hill. Hey. hey. What's going First on, guest, boys? Baby. First guest ever, really. Guest. I see other we're making... Devin. We're making... Yeah, well, Devin's the eternal guest. So. It's an honor. <laughs> but yeah, this is Behind the Call. History. Uh... We got a lot to talk about today, and now that we got a guest, it's going to be hard to keep it under an hour, I think. So hey. we'll see what happens. Hope he has a lot to say. Absolutely. Yeah, I might not be that interesting, <laughs> but we will see. Well, we're rewarding people, avid listeners of the show, with. Yeah, yeah so if anybody listens, I'm sure we'll have to get Cole on yeah, and everything yeah. else eventually. Yeah, we got shout him out, too. Yeah. He was talking to Bess. The other day, I guess he he was getting gas for her because she doesn't believe in pumping gas. I don't think she thinks that it's legal for her to to pump gas, but even though I've tried to tell her, but anyway, uh, he said, "Quit have have me quit saying that nobody listens because he listens." So I was like, "Well, that's nice of him." So give him a yeah. shout, shout out. Shout there. out, Cole. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, what do you guys want to talk about first? If you guys start off with talking about union, then I'm going to sit out for a second. You know, because yeah. I don't want to. You know, I can't root against. My home away from homeschool. There yeah. you go. All right, here we go. <laughs> All right, Evan, take it away. Well, uh, so Devin was at the game. I was there. Um, so, yeah, Rockets 28-12 to win over Union County. Uh, and the offense looked a lot better because they scored 28 points opposed to zero against Caldwell. Uh, and the defense played really well all night, just picked up where they left off against Caldwell also. Uh, so what were your thoughts on it? Yeah, uh it kind of got off a little shaky that yeah. first, you know, first drive we had to turn over. But after that, I mean, I thought we really settled down. Uh, X ran the ball hard all night. I thought um, he really, really showed. You know, he he kind of settled it down. I think, and I think he's he helped settle it down because uh, you know Luke being younger, you know, you need your veterans to come in and uh, help with that. We did a lot more of the the motion pre snap with Morganson and uh, Nesbit, yeah. yeah, and I think that helped a lot because that adds an element of because I don't think Luke he's not the most mobile, and so that adds that extra element of I, my hand to him or X. And like you said, our defense picked up where they left off. Defense looked good. A bunch of big hits. Uh, I know Caden and uh, Tyler really played well. Uh, but yeah, I, it was it was a typical defensive showing for us. Our front seven looked really good. Uh, the Secondary, there were some plays made. I know uh, Ben Shreve, number one for them. He was yeah, he was good. He was good. He was good. But I know Logan Bailey got a pick, I believe, yeah. and uh, Morganson. I was giving him uh, some crap there day at school. I was like, man, you went up in volleyball, spiked that one, and you could have easily picked that one and took it to the house. But I think he was saying that he felt like he might have been beat, and so he was just trying to you know knock it down. But now the defense looked good. Offense looked a lot better, and you know, getting in the win column. That first win is always a big one, and going in there to Union, where we maybe not have had the most success, and where they shut us out last mm-hmm. year, and 
I, I mean, I was I was proud of all of our guys. I thought I thought we came in came in ready and played well. Uh, yeah, and uh, special teams has uh, been really big for us the last two weeks. Braxton Winters is punting yeah. the ball really good. Uh, Union County for some reason <laughs> touched uh, a, a, a live ball oh, there, yeah. and I don't know why they did. But anyway, my only thing that I could think of was there's a rule in there that it's kind of like the free play, where if it touches the the guy's running down and hits them, then essentially it's like a free play from there because the ball's going to be down at that spot. Yeah. There's something. And so I thought – and there was our guys running down, and I thought maybe he thought it touched one of them. Because other than that, there was three rockets surrounding him, and he was just like, oh, hey, let me grab this. And, like, there was no way that was – you know, and that was huge. But, yeah, Braxton's looked awesome. Uh, he's been really good. Probably. And he's, he's, he's made a couple game-changing plays. I know it's special teams, but the, yeah. the first punt he had was a booming punt. And the dude had Perfect to go back, spiral. and it just happened to go through his hands, yeah. and we get on that. And that's that leads to that loop, probably his best pass of the day, that corner in yeah. zone pass. That, which – I was wanting to see how he was going to bounce back from that interception he threw on the first drive. And he did He did really well because he threw a pass to Morgan in the uh, corner for a touchdown. Yeah. And it, he he did have another interception, kind of changing the subject yeah. there. But it was a really good play by the, the D lineman for, uh, for Union. He tipped it up in the air, yeah. caught it himself. Yeah. But he bounced back from that and threw a touchdown to Preston Turley. So yeah. uh, hopefully he can just build on what he did against Union coming up yeah. against just, Murray. Yeah, because what's leading to Murray, he's, he's going to have to, I think, play. You know, they got a, that big defensive line yeah. and not getting into that too soon. But they, they've got some studs on that side of the ball, and he's going to have to take care of it. But I, I think, like you said, he, he the more confidence he gets and builds on that uh, is only going to, you know, help the team. Also, we had our own offensive lineman catching passes. You know, yeah. he got his first first career catch. It was catch. a really good catch. It was a really good catch. He got he got tipped at the line of scrimmage yeah. and dove out there. He dove out and caught it, and that's his first varsity yeah. catch. Yeah. So you know, get you a lineman that can do <laughs> it all. That's I say right. lineman had the softest hands. Yeah. So. so going into Murray, yeah, we can welcome Taylor back. Let me in. let me uh, unmute my mic there. Uh, so I got a, some stats here, which we'll mention tomorrow on the pregame anyway but uh, Murray they 2-0 beaten uh, uh, Webster County to open the season 47-6 to and then they beat uh, Trigg last week 41-6 to so they haven't had a whole lot of uh, resistance uh, for, for them if you know to put it in a nice way uh, so they're averaging 44 points a game and they're only giving up six a game uh, and you said, you know, defense, they've got Sebastian Lawrence on that D-line. Uh, he was, I think, the number two overall player in this area for Gridiron Glory. Um, he was number one. Actually. He might have been number, yeah, one. number one. Yeah, he was yeah. number one. So, obviously, he has a lot of respect, respect yeah. in these parts. Uh, so, that offensive line is going to have to – I mean, that that's, that's where the game is always won in football is in the trenches, uh, offensive line, defensive line. Uh, and it's just going to depend on whose line is better tomorrow night, Murray's D-line or Crittenden's O-line. Yep. And I know uh, after I, I read up a little bit on Murray uh, in preparation for this, and I know they have a senior, uh, I think it's Charvel McAllister. Mm-hmm. And he, I know they have a couple backs, but he's their speed back. And he torched Trigg for, I think it was 228 total yards. He had 110 on the ground in a touchdown and 118 in the air with another score. 
And then he also – he came in for a junior defensive back uh, on the defensive side that got hurt, ended up getting a pick and had two and a half solo tackles. So, I know he he's kind of their do-it-all guy. Yeah. Uh, and he's someone who fans should look out for and uh, be ready because he's probably going to be able to make some plays. But that being said, our front seven, I, I'll put them up against just about anybody. Uh, and – you know, they've looked good every game. So, that's one thing bone well for us. It's that our defensive uh, run defense is is one of our best strengths. Yeah. Uh, the, the McAllister, he's their leading receiver and rusher, which all of his receiving yards come from last week against Trey. He didn't have a, a catch in the Webster game, but there was a blowout. So, I'm assuming he probably didn't play the whole game. Uh, but – yeah, they lost uh, – oh, man, what was his name? That quarterback from last year. He was really good and a uh, really good receiver too, over a 1,000-yard receiver. Uh, so, they did lose some big pieces on the offensive side of the ball. And uh, it, it kind of seems like they're trying to find what they do best yep. because they uh, uh, the quarterback – Sokolowski, I believe yeah, is his it's name. Roddy or Rody. Yeah. He's only thrown 23 team. passes through two games this year. Mm. So – and again, they've been blowouts. He hasn't had to throw the ball, but you know, I just wonder if they're kind of trying to figure out yeah. if they're a running team or a passing team. And when you got a guy like that, that's a speedster that can do it all out of the backfield, that kind of helps you know solidify uh, running the football. But I know I also saw where they Hunter in, Utley. Hunter uh, Utley was yeah. a qu- uh, quarterback. Where they brought in that Sebastian Lawrence in a jumbo package on the goal line, and he ran it in from nine yards out, and they said it was athletic yet destructively powerful. <laughs> that's nine yard run. So <laughs> that's something to look out for yeah. too. They might pull out some and, that kind of stuff. But we had our own. We this was the first game, which I guess is our second game, but. The first time I've seen us bring in, we brought in T-Bone and some other and had a power formation there, and that worked well against Union in the red zone for us, running, you know, with X. And mm-hmm. that's something I like to see whenever we get down in the trenches and you just, you know, line up our biggest guys versus their biggest guys and yeah. use that power run game. So they did. They lost their quarterback and uh, running back to graduation, but McAllister was their leading rusher last year. He had uh, almost 1,200 rushing yards and 16 rushing scores. So – uh, he's got plenty of experience returning, but so do we. Mm-hmm. You know, with X and uh, uh, you got, you know, Turley who got his touchdown last week. So maybe trying to get him more involved. Morgison, Nesbitt got way more involved last week. So uh, hopefully that offense can take another step. Yeah, I, I, I certainly think so. I think the offense is still learning, still kind of getting a feel for it. Uh, like you said, Luke's young and only going to get better as he gets more experience. So. It, we got to play well. I mean, that's – you know, when it comes down to it, we have to play well this week. But I don't think there's any reason that on senior night you're going to have that extra little motivation yeah. with senior, senior night. And, first home game. Yeah, first home game, you know. and How many – again, this is a total – I don't know. How many tickets do I know, we have? Uh, I think it's two, isn't it? Like it's two per player. Yeah, I I, I, I know Murray. So. Got, I was thinking Murray home games were going to be four per rocket. But yeah, I don't know. How, I'm not 100. But I, I, know. I know they which they've Murray got 150 for their fans, and I I don't think they've used all of them. But those are so those will go like back on sale at some point. Okay, for tomorrow for probably tomorrow around to, eight. Yeah, there's a visitor saying uh, we're also doing a they're selling tickets for parking up 
Yeah. That side where it's like 20 bucks and you get to park right there on that front row and watch the game from there. So that, that will help some of the hmm. maybe older probably grandparents. Probably get a couple listeners uh, from that probably. Yeah, so they'll be watching the game listening to, you know, you guys. <laughs> Shout out. That's usually. Shout out to the boys. We had a nickname for them last year, but I don't remember what it was. I've done forgot. I, I don't remember either. Car corner or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah. some, something really cool. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> because um, how we knew there was a lot of people listening in their car was one time, like about four or five of them had their headlights on, and the ref signaled up to us, actually. or Well, it was up to the press box, but then they were like, you know, like okay, if anybody's listening, turn their head, and everybody just like, oh. Well, that's cool. We're not just talking to ourselves. That's pretty neat. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it's going to be fun. I'm finally happy we're back. Yeah. I, you know, it'll be not exciting. Like the it's like a Friday night at Rocket State. That's right. Really and good. that's something that uh, we can ask uh, Coach Hill about over here yeah. because he, he he's a former Rocket football player. Stuck. And I was talking to your dad about this the other day because you, you were coming on before you broke your arm. Was that against Massac? Yeah, it was at Massac. Yeah. County. And you, you were – Coming on as a as a as a offensive weapon for us. Yeah. Did yeah. you play your freshman year? Yeah, but I didn't play varsity. I was just a JV player. I don't know about if offensive weapon might be overstating <laughs> my skill set, but yes, thank I'm you. I'm trying to build you up. You yeah, know? I appreciate that. But yeah, that was actually the last football game I ever played was at Massac County, which yeah, I got injured hitting a guy and. He's the one that walked away fine. So I was like, I, I think I'm doing something wrong. Uh, maybe maybe you were a defensive weapon for us. That's yeah, what it was. Maybe, yeah. That's what it was. But so is that what uh, kind of transitioning here a little bit? This could go off the rails with anything from yeah, here on out. I'm good with whatever. It's a podcast. But it's fine. is that what uh, – I know you've, you've always loved basketball. Right. But yeah. is that – what, that pushed you towards basketball, your injury in football? Yeah, so after I broke my elbow, I had to have surgery, and they didn't know that my tricep tendon was actually tore from the bone. So if you put your arm over your head, I couldn't lift my arm up. So then I had to go in and have a second surgery, and then that takes me out of all basketball for my sophomore year. And then it was like, yeah, I think I'm just going to stick to basketball now. <laughs> I, I don't know. I probably should have kept playing football, but – that uh, basket that kind of led me to what I really love now, and now I'm a basketball coach. So I guess everything works out yeah. the way it should. Everything right. happens it for does. a reason. It yeah. does. And you get to keep your knees too. You know that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. I, I was, you know, my grandfather who was running back for the Sturgis Golden Bears back. Oh, yeah, is that, that's, a good, that's a cool name. That is. Good name. Got well, stick a pin in that. I want to discuss something here in a second. But uh, yeah, he, uh, yeah. Fast guy, you know, I always say I get my legs from him because I have, like, short legs, and I get my upper body from my dad uh, side of the family. So, like, it doesn't – it just doesn't add up right. But, anyway, he always said – he, I was like, man, I wish, you know, I could have went back and played football. He said, no, you don't. You don't want to do that. He said, I can't stand up. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was <laughs> okay. Like, I said, I'm sure that happens to every football player, Pop. But he's like, yeah, <laughs> it does. I, and I was like, okay. So, from then on out, I was like, it's all right. I get to have my yeah. knees. And we've talked about that. Yeah. We're like, you know what? Wish yeah. we would have played. And we're like, man. But then looking back. Like, we might have totally broke every bone around. Well, it would have had to have been at practice because there ain't no way. So, <laughs> it would not have happened in a game time situation. So, Coach Hill, who, by the way, is on the Rocket basketball coaching staff yes sir uh why is it that you what why do you like basketball what is it about basketball that draws you to the game of basketball well after my injury it was like well that's the only sport i'm going to play so that's what i'm going to focus on 
I fell in love with it then. But there's just something about being in the gym with kids and just hanging out and it's just that's something that I really fell in love with and I really enjoyed. It's it's really fun for me. I don't know necessarily what's the one thing that makes me love it, but it's just something that when school's over and you feel tired, you're like, Holy cow, man, these kids have worn me out but then you walk in that gym, everybody you hear that ball bouncing and then it's like, Okay, let you get that energy, it's like let's go to practice and let's have some fun. It yeah, I really enjoy it, but I don't know the one thing specifically. Right. That, just just, just something that that you're drawn to. Yeah, it yeah, is. It yeah. definitely is. And when we played, uh, he, he played at CP. Uh, Pretty on your CP shout out, <laughs> yeah, by the way. Shout out to quite CP. a bit. And uh, a good shooter. Ethan's a good shooter. Good with the handles. Uh, you know, good all around game. Uh, kind of reminds me of a a young. Uh, let's see. Where am I gonna go with this? Steph Curry, maybe. That is like not that. accurate. Let's not do that. I was a good let's player for Ethan. Let's compare Ethan to some NBA stars, yeah, okay? Yeah, I mean, Steph's uh, definitely in the conversation. Ethan's got, Ethan got – he has the leaping ability of LeBron James. Yep. Uh, the shooting ability of you, Shaquille O'Neal. You know you were coming on here to get hyped up. <laughs> Hopefully the wife's listening to the podcast. She's like, wow, you were really good you're at right, basketball. Good, no. Oh, man. There was no Coach such, Belt, you gonna grill him with anything? I was gonna say Taylor. There, there, Taylor. Well, no, I was gonna say there's no such thing as having handles over Cumberland Presbyterian Church. <laughs> there, there was no way you could get that hey. floor. You couldn't get that floor tacky for anything. No, man, I miss playing there. Remember when Bulma, just I mean, right underneath the goal, close to the kitchen area. Oh yeah, and kind of just ripped his toenail off. <laughs> the whole toenail. The whole yeah. off. Mm. I think he. <laughs> hey, James went, Robinson he just played. scored a touchdown. Someone Ethan, lost by the way. two too. Remember that? Like he was going for a loose ball and just completely slipped uh, and fell that? into the chair. Oh, uh, uh, he he uh, rode a crotch rocket all the time. Yeah, and he <laughs> like he went for a loose ball, slipped and just face planted into a thing of cheap yeah. metal chairs. Yeah. You'd he, be playing, he and continue, all of a sudden you hear, and he here continued he to play. Yeah. He went, he stayed in. A trooper, man, gotta be a warrior. I mean, telling you, it's like which Ethan but, was there. With the, we were playing at Coach Thompson's gym, and we're playing, and Coach Courtney might tell the story, but Coach Courtney like dislocates a finger and yeah. like we're just like yeah okay that's crazy and he's like coach Hodge's like here here and he just like grabs the towel and just crack right back into place like it's nothing and gage is like check ball and we're oh like, my gosh. like what let's go and they're like Jeez. it's y'all's ball you know i fouled you like i hit you in the hand he's like no it's not it's, it's not ball. what we're, we're talking like, oh, that's not no. what we're talking about it's like no it's y'all's ball it's like no so you're not going to tell that man right there that it's his, it's his ball. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that was like, I was on his team, and I was just like, we have to win this game now. <laughs> like, there's no way we can lose this game when you have this gladiator on your side. <laughs> gladiator. Oh, man. It's wild, man. All the people we went, like, we've been out of school 10 years mm-hmm. is how long I've been out. You've been out yeah, nine. nine. You graduated, what, 13 or 12? Yeah, 13. 13. So and now all we got coaches and everything else. Yeah. It's just wild. I know. It really is. wild. So what's it like being on the coaching staff with Coach Belt and Coach Hodge and Oh, I love it. Coach Courtney. Yeah, I love it actually. We're I was telling Devin this other day when all the coaches like when we get together, we were playing basketball at Coach Thompson's and stuff. I don't know how many schools can say that they're that they're close with other you know you know sometimes there's competition between football and basketball and other sports but we all get together pretty well and that's nice being at Crittenden to say you have buddies like that that you can hang out with that's really enjoyable and coach Hodge I yeah you I mean I love that man you can't say anything bad about coach Hodge I mean he's awesome he's besides like looking up to my dad he's someone that you can say that you want to be like and look up to so it's nice to be able to work with him 
Yeah. Yeah. One of the, one of my which this past year was my first year coaching basketball. I helped Coach Hill with the middle school program, and then uh, got kind of drafted up to help with high school too. And one of the best parts is just like when us coaches are in there watching film, you know, and that, that's something that people always talk. You know, like you're in the long hours, talk, but it don't really feel that long because we're in there, you know, just carrying on, having a good time. We're all buddies, you know, and. That's one of my favorite parts about it is going there. We're all like, you know, Coach Hill and Coach Hodge and Gage, Eric Coach Courtney, they're all so smart, you know. And just watching them dissect film and learn learn about basketball and learning new ways to attack people and stuff like that, that's one of the best parts is just, you know. And I know a lot of, you know, coaching staffs have, you know, like you said, someone's trying to do this and that and you butt heads on stuff and – I mean, that, that's one I would say my favorite parts is just when we're all in there hanging out, you know, watching film and stuff like that, and it makes it so much better. You know, the, our coaching room is, I would say, one of the best ones around just because of how close we all are. Yeah, I mean, these are people that I would consider friends that, you know, you want to hang out with them outside of coaching. And speaking of time, I was t- messing around with t- joking with Devin the last time we were in the lo- uh, coach's office. It's like, that place is like a time warp. <laughs> you step in there and it's like three hours later, you're like, what's going on? I, like, I need to get home. I've got like a six-month-old baby at home. And we've just been in here talking. It's yeah, crazy. It and then, yeah, but it's it's nice. I enjoy it. It's, yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, because – I, I say this to Evan all the time, and I, I probably said on here too, is that like in terms of talent, you know, for a 1A school in Western Kentucky, you're coaching, you got tons of coaching talent. I mean, from Coach Hodge to everybody, it's it's wild. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. You're, yeah, it is. Coach Courtney, Coach Thompson, Coach uh, Hodge, Coach Hill, Coach Bell. I mean, come on. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Studs. Yeah, Studs. I, I remember one uh, – one game last year, I think it was. Ethan's Livingston. not good at taking a compliment. He's like, <laughs> I think I it was the, the Livingston game or something. But we were just kind of it's it's that moment like the calm before the storm, you know, like the boys are out there just getting their final shots up, and Coach Hodge pulls his chair over. He's getting ready to give you know like the pregame like you know matchups stuff like that. And me, it's like me, uh, Coach Hill, Coach Corny are just sitting there. You know, we're just talking. And Coach Hodge is kind of like he would be giving us a play like we were on the bench, and he's like. Man, it'd be nice if I could roll you three out there tonight. You know, like stuff like that. You know, that it's you know they're also good in high school and stuff like that. And being able to come back and give back to your high school, there is something about it. You know, being able to help that next generation because a lot of these kids, uh, which especially the senior class now, I'm pretty close with because they're a lot of the reason I got into coaching was when I came back from Illinois and stuff and helping them with the travel ball teams and seeing them grow from sixth grade to now they're seniors. It's crazy. I don't feel like it's been that long. But just seeing them and they're like, yeah, we used to come watch you guys. Like, we used to come watch you when you were playing, you know. And I, I remember watching Gage and yeah. them and Tomp. And then when I was younger on that little sideline when we're throwing football, you know, like you are in little league games. And oh, yeah. you, seeing them now and Coach Hodge is, you know. He, I don't remember watching Coach Hodge play. No, nah, I don't remember. Well, I watched <laughs> thanks to Taylor. And the, yeah, well, he watched the 85. Yeah, 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 85 yeah. game, you know. But just – and Coach Hodge is just a mentor to us all, really. And like Ethan said, you yeah, can't say nothing is. bad about that guy. He's coached me my whole life, and no one can be harder on you and then but bring you up at the same time. That's like right. no one coached me harder than Coach Hodge, but no one you know loves you as much as Coach Hodge. So, and I would go back to what Devin was saying about giving back to the community when it comes to coaching. If I wasn't at Crittenden, I I wouldn't coach basketball. I don't think it's just something about being back home. And a lot of some people. You grow up, you think you just want to leave Crittenden and that's silly to stay around. Everyone's like, this place, blah, 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 I want to hate on it. 
But when you come back and being around, I wouldn't go anywhere else. I mean, I love it here. It's it's really nice. I, yeah, I love what you just said. I did all that 100%. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and you, some people, they don't understand. I, I mean, it's... Right. I don't know. You, they, they, Everybody's different. That's right. But, but yeah, I agree. Uh, so, what what would be your favorite... What's your most memorable moment? Player, coach, whatever. Being Rocket. Mm, well, the one moment, it's kind of sad that the, I would bring this up, but I always think about this. My last game, district cha- or district tournament, first round at Trigg County. So we're down three. There's like six seconds left. They run an inbounds play. I still didn't have court. Shoot an air ball. My career ends. <laughs> that I mean, realistically, that is my most memorable moment. I th- when I think about basketball for me as a player, that is what I remember. I'm like, that is terrible, but I can't get it out of my mind just because I think you always, even as a coach too, you probably remember the losses more than you remember the wins. Because yeah. Coach Hodge, like going back to Coach Hodge being your mentor, he used to always preach you need to uh, hate losing more than you like winning. So that's something that always stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I, like I that. man, I second that. I I remember like which I only played my senior year of basketball, you know, and came in and there was a bunch I remember a bunch of, you know, good moments too, but the one that yeah, always sorry, sticks, I was like depressed. Yeah, no, but the one that sticks with <laughs> me, man, is the district championship at home, you know, we're there and we we battled with Livingston multiple times, and we played them in the first round, and Travis hits that game winner. And I always remember that because that locker we were crazy hype, you know, and we played them to double overtime and triple overtime in the regular season, and then we beat them on a game winner. And then we get, we're get we playing Trig, and they're pretty much the heavy favorites. They were undefeated that year, I think, in district play, and we have a chance there, you know. And I remember grabbing a rebound, got fouled, went to the free throw line, one and one, and that thing hits and circles out. And although we we didn't lose off that because they went down, I blocked it out of bounds, but we we ended up losing in overtime. Small and it's like flex, yes, yeah, slight <laughs> flex, you know, no big deal. Help save the help save the day, but. You know, in well, overtime, humble, humble, brag, humble brag. You got to sneak it in. King there. of the humble brag. I got to remember the goods with the bads, but no big deal. But then losing that game in front of like that was probably the most packed that I've seen Rocket Arena, and that it felt like a college game. You know, being so loud, and then you know the like he said, just Coach Hodge always would say, you know, you got to hate losing more than you love winning, and it it is something about those times that you know, even when you, when I go back in there now, Rocket Arena and. Like coaching and those games that are big, and you're just like, man, it's crazy. Like how you remember those kind of things. Yeah. So you were you were talking about players earlier that you remember watching, like Coach Courtney and uh, Coach Thompson and all them. But man, Tim Hill was the dude out there. You remember watching Tim play? Yeah, I was probably maybe in second or third grade. I remember one game they played Trig at home. I don't know why I remember this game because I can't hardly remember any of those any back then, but. That gym was packed yeah. to the full. I mean, standing was room only. Was it the only. old gym or new? It was Rocket Arena. Okay. That would have probably when it was brand new. Wasn't yeah. It? That probably, yeah. I, didn't, I don't know when the actual date of when Rocket Arena was built. So, oh, two, 04, I think, was well, his first. I was so thinking my, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. so my dates are off. But, yeah, season. I remember that game for some reason. That game was crazy. I don't yeah. even remember the final score or anything. I just remember running around on the track, just probably being an idiot. My mom's like mad at me somewhere, but just the atmosphere of that, yeah, that yeah. he was, yeah, he, he was, was awesome. he was, he was, he fun. was really and then good. Then you had Peyton, yeah, Peyton uh, Croft, was, yep. and and uh, I, I think Coach Thompson was on. He was played with in them. there, in yep. there, uh, yeah. But but I, I, Tim Hill is the the one I always go to, and like you said, you were probably second, third grade. I was probably throughout his career, I was like. 
you know, later elementaries in that area. So you're you're pretty influenced by what you watch That's and right. see yeah. right yeah. then, especially you know he he's he's the first person I ever seen dunk in person. I mean. Yeah, you're like, holy cow. Yeah, like, what is that? Is this guy, man? Like, this guy, Him and Peyton Croft, Ali Oof, and the Tim Hill and stuff, you know? It's like, man, that that's that's pretty cool. And for football, I remember we all were like, I want to be TK Guess. Yeah, I actually, that's why I wanted to be a receiver when I was in elementary school. Like, when Austin Berry was quarterback, Blake Gardner was running back. We're all watching them. These guys are amazing. Man, TK was Oh, super fun to watch. Yeah, as and, an elementary and, school kid, you're like, is this like, like we're Randy that, Moss? We're in the side field just, on? Yeah, we're just in the side field, like, throw it up. I want to be like, TK, I'm, can I change my number to his? You I know, hate, like, I, and I hate to say it, but Uh-oh. loved, loved Uh-oh. watching Coach Thompson. I saw that coming. I mean, that I, I loved watching him play. Uh, he. He He's was, gonna start listening to the podcast yeah, every week now. Yeah, come yeah, on now. Maybe, maybe we just have to start hashtag put him on the pod. Yeah, there you go. Maybe we have to start talking just crazy good about him, and he'll come on. But no, no lie though, he was. I, I did love watching him play because uh, you know he had, he has some swag. You know, pretty oh, confident, still cocky. Does. Still, still does. does, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But uh, lefty, you know, did, ran through it. He was fun to watch, and then. I mean, obviously, you know, Gage. He he was, he was he was fun to watch. He was just a couple years older than me, but still, uh, uh, defensively. I don't know how we got off on on this, but here we are. It's fine. That's a podcast, man. <laughs> well, I mean, JD Gray, I played. Oh, baseball JD, yeah. he's JD. the best runner of the yeah. football I've ever seen he in high good. school football. He, he was very good. Very good. Well, you had him as your quarterback, your punt returner, your kick returner. Uh, I'm pretty sure he probably played. Safety? Did he, yeah, he, he safety? played safety. Yeah, he was a senior when I was a freshman. Rodney Rodney Robertson was uh, another uh, good one to watch too. He he was. We we've had several yeah. several dudes in the uh, past. What's his name? Serena. Jeremy uh, Serena. Oh, uh, Jeremy. Jeremy. Uh, Zeke. Yeah, he was with. Them. He played with Gage. Yeah, both of those yeah, guys. Were yeah, really cool. I remember watching. Gage. Jeremy had four interceptions in a game against Russellville. One one game. Uh, that's my biggest memory about Jeremy Serena playing football but he was very he was very talented fast shifty runner uh yeah had some dudes I yeah, remember that, which JD's. I remember what going to that Mayfield game that's what oh, I was just about yeah. to say my his senior year so that was 2009, 2009. we played Mayfield at Mayfield yeah, should have won yeah you got the pass interference to Dylan coming across the middle but J.D. Gray that game, I think we scored five touchdowns or four. He had all four or five touchdowns. Just was amazing. Were we, were, were we not up 28-14 in that game? Yeah, at the like half. Or, oh, maybe, yeah. Or, I don't, or somewhere in there. Yeah. I don't remember the exact details, but we lost, was it like 30? 35-28, yeah, maybe. Yeah, it, was, it was this one possession game, and that was the regional – uh, championship game. Yeah, you go to Beachwood if you yep. win. Yeah, and the year before that was when you beat Mayfield twice in the same right, year. Right, and then lost at Beachwood. And Mayfield shut us out earlier that year. Actually, Mayfield, yeah, Mayfield killed us that year in 2009. Yeah. Two, yeah, it, yeah like they 42 beat us 42-7, 42-0. Maybe nothing. we scored, yeah. Yeah, it was bad. But and then the hype you, around that game. Yeah, I remember – uh, they supposedly sent like dead roses to the school to us or something. Yeah, that might have been man. Coach Darns doing something Just to get a, the boys fired up. Yeah, but, right. And then they came out and beat us pretty yeah. bad. They, they had a a receiver, and I think yes. he returned like the punt, the first punt of the game back for a touchdown. Yeah, I know that kid's name. Uh, yeah, he was he was pretty tough. 
Yeah, I knew that guy. I, I had a feeling you probably would remember, but, but no, I can't think of it now. But yeah, he was nasty. Yeah, and then their running back was really good back then too. Yeah, yes. Mayfield man. Yep, tough dude. If you're a fan of Rockets, this is the this is the episode for you. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean this is all about it. Which I mean, the vast majority of our listeners are. So I'm just like, this is great. Yeah, it's great stuff. Well, but the, I could even, we could talk Rocket sports forever. To even we'll switch it up a little bit. We don't have to just to put Coach Hill on blast a little oh, bit. Okay. Uh, what are we talking about? Two thirds of this podcast Uh-oh. has defeated him in fantasy football. Yeah, so this De- year. the first Devin, I listened to uh, maybe the first pod. He's like, yeah, he's champion of his 14 team league with his family, <laughs> and then I come out and go 0 and two and just look like a trash. Which the first, your first loss, you lost by one devastatingly to myself. On <laughs> Which you should have beat me worse than yeah. that. I should have. Uh, Ooh, but, small flex by yeah. uh, Ethan there. Yeah, yeah. He well, only he, beat me by one, but he should have. Yeah, I was down me. by like fifteen and had four players playing. Yeah, and one I was like, <laughs> I kept trying to like he already said on the podcast. I kept trying to tell him it was you're going to beat me, and then I was like, hopefully this works, <laughs> but it didn't. But then Taylor put that, you know, beat down. I don't know what happened there. Dax Prescott had like almost like fifty <laughs> points. Oh yeah, He's, he yes, he killed me because he got all the goal line carries. What happened to giving it to Zeke? Yeah, I was like, Taylor, calm he down. Need, he doesn't need him. Well, He's I like, trade for Adams, who had 41 week one. Yeah. I'm like, okay, week two, here we go. He gives me six versus Taylor. <laughs> and then I'm like, Mike Evans on my bench with 23. I'm like, I'm going to have to call and Devin already, and apologize. And you already have two guys tonight that have scored. Yeah, Preston Williams and James Robinson just on my bench. <laughs> I'm the worst so, manager ever. So are we, are we saying – and I, I have no room. I'm, I'm 0-2 also, Ethan, so it's we're in this thing together. But, <laughs> yeah, hopefully not after this league. Maybe I can get a win. Is Ethan the Cleveland Browns of our fantasy league? There's so much hype going in the season and then just duds. I said nothing. That hey, was all, you, Devin. <laughs> you don't know that. He could turn it around. I need a win this week for sure. Shout out again? Travis. Oh. Hopefully, Travis beat me first week. So Travis beat me second week on some BS. Oh, I would say I hope Derrick Henry doesn't play yeah, well, yeah, but easy. then I will get beat easy. <laughs> you don't say, say those words. As long as the Titans win, it doesn't there matter. Right? No, that's go. very true. That's the we'll mantra see, I, of the pod. I have. Dalvin. He's not on my team, so that's exactly right. Yeah, I gave Devin Dalvin. I have Dalvin, and they're playing them. So as long as Dalvin, he can rush for you know four TDs and three hundred yards. <laughs> but that, we, we beat him by like four. I don't care. Is that a 12 o'clock game? Yeah, 12 o'clock game on CBS. Go ahead and snag that one. He's on the waiver wire. That was beautiful. That's a big implication for the AFC South. Because, I mean, Jacksonville's going to drop another one. One and two. Potentially. Potentially. But, and then also, Uh, yeah. Got the Texans 0 and 2, Colts 1 and 1. But really, and obviously, you don't look ahead to the next game, but the game against the Steelers is. The, that's that's the biggest early season game that that we're gonna have because, you know, they're two and zero also. They're playing really well, uh, and that's a team that you're gonna be competing with all season for playoffs. Well, and all of that they're rolling off the hype of Roethlisberger having a pretty decent game. So he's yeah. back. Yeah, he's yeah. That's, back. The, that's I don't. And he's hyping it. that defense up My big goodness. time. You which could, they're good. They're good. You got Bud Dupree. Shout out UK. Yeah, we could both go in three zero. You know, yeah. we both we both take care of business this week. It's the that's three, that's, three, that's, three, oh, that's I mean, a big that, game, big game. Yeah, who they had this week? You know, mm. let me check. Can't Somebody fill in this dead air time here. Yeah, I can't this podcast is brought to you by <laughs> yeah. Myers Napa Auto Parts. I don't know. Uh, 
There is a joke. I was talking with Bess. I was like, we should sponsor. We should have Napa. Have you should sponsor. get some sponsors on. No, this. no, uh-uh, oh. because you bring money into it, and you know. Were we asking? Not, uh, you asked who the Steelers were playing, right? Yeah. Okay. All three. You got to take a guess. Mm. Who are they playing? Yeah, can't look it up. Can't look it up. Who are they playing this week? Mm-hmm. Uh, just a, is it just AFC or NFC? Just AFC. AFC. Well, okay. No, Ravens? Maybe? No, no. No, Ravens are playing Chiefs. Uh, uh, all right, all right. Wait a minute. I'm going to say right, the good. Bills. Okay, okay. Bills? Is it a bad well, It's probably a bad team, probably. Are they playing mm. the Colts? Okay, no, Colts Taylor, Taylor's got yet. Colts. I got Taylers Colts. Got Chiefs. Chiefs. I got, got Colts. Bills. I got Colts. The Chiefs are playing the Ravens. I'll oh, give you yeah, one more yeah. guess. I'm an idiot. Yard is right. killing Who you got? Uh-oh. Who'd you say, Devin? Bill. Bills. Bills. Taylor's got Colts. Miami's Bills already playing. Jags Miami's playing. Titans are playing the Vikings. I'm running out of AFC teams I even know right now. <laughs> Could be the Bengals. Hmm. I'm afraid. I Could w- be. It's not the Patriots. Okay, Bengals. You've already guessed. <laughs> Bengals. They're playing the Bengals. All right. So they're playing the Texans. Oh, oh that's wow. That's what I'm saying. A big game. Wow. Texans can go 0-3. Wow. Or the Texans. That's really big. The Texans have had a tough row. They go a, right. a, they they have Chiefs, Chiefs they have. We win this week and Steelers win this week. That's I mean Texans. That's going to be a long climb up to catch uh, us. And yikes! Jet or Colts are going to be two and one more than likely because they play the Jets. Yeah. So uh, maybe not though. You don't know. You know. Maybe. And, you know. Anything's possible. But Adam Gase is a joke of a coach. So I mean, he is. I mean, he had Ryan Tannehill, Devontae Parker, and Kenyon Drake. And all three of them dudes are balling out right now. And he's up there with New York, and everybody on that offense sucks. Yes. Well, I like Sam Darnold. Well, but, but I mean, like yeah. under him. But yeah, yeah. I know. Like Sam Darnold. The Jets is don't a, have any receivers in, going into this week, yeah, so they're, they're going to be struggling. Sam Darnold had a pass. Oh, I know. That, that was just amazing. He escaped the rolling pressure, out to rolled his to his left. left, and threw it sidearmed. But, yeah, but that was awesome. That was incredible. In the, yeah. That's the best throw of the season, although it's only two weeks. Uh, but that, that was. But that just shows you how talent – Adam Gase is – the only reason why he's a coach is because he was offensive coordinator of Peyton Manning in Denver. So I'm going to give the best throw of the year to the and one. Oh, Tannehill. That was – Yeah, that was a nice – Shocker. One. That was a nice No one. doubt about it. Yeah. There you go, baby. <laughs> Tighten up. Oh, man. But – That was a beautiful that throw. Was a, that was a nice throw. Anytime I, you get smoked, throw a drop of diamond end zone and you'll and one. Like, <laughs> stuck. Some swag right there. <laughs> Ethan, you never said who your favorite NFL team was. You said the Colts, and I said there's no way you can say that in this household. Yeah, it used to be when Manning played for the Colts, actually. I I think I liked them just because a couple of my friends did. And then he went to the Broncos, and I was like, sure, I'll follow him to the Broncos. Now I don't have one. I just, just root for my – It's fa- the Titans because I like the Titans. If you come on, yeah, the, pod, yeah. if you come on the pod, you I guess the I Titans. Could, I Listen. Would, I could get on the Titans bandwagon. Do it. Do it now. That way just, nobody's going to say anything about it. Just do it. I mean, and then on. just start by it's like AJ Nike. Brown jersey yeah. and just start riffing. We'll get you down to Nash Vegas one game. We'll all yeah, go. We'll all go. I mean, this year will be this, this year will be a struggle. It's going to yeah. have to be next year, but <laughs> unless you really want to shell out some cash, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. we've been trying to make Reed a, ti- a Titans oh, fan man. forever. There's a few times I've almost thought he was. It's kind of like him with UK. It's like we almost had him like because he's going to make yeah, school not, through UK and listen. It's not possible because he's been to some Titans games. Some 
Yeah. Well, I mean, he's yeah. also been there when the Colts have won too, but he's been yeah. in some Titans games that have been amazing. Yeah. And I'm like, you can't leave here and not like him after that. And he's like, no, sorry. Oh, well, he was at the Patriots game with me at the Titans when we beat the Patriots See? real bad. Yeah. And he was like, he was hardcore cheering for the Titans. Yeah. yeah that's fine with being a Titans fan. Like he, I mean, about, I, he about got punched in the face. Cause he was like, you know, and like tighten up to this like drunk Patriots fan. And like, I was like, Reed, just please don't. We, Dude, we being, hey, me and Evan have been close to really making some people mad because for some reason the section that we're in just attracts the worst not only off like opposing fans but the worst opposing fans yeah yeah i've had we we've beat uh was it the ravens and we were walking down the steps and somebody said oh it doesn't matter your team's irrelevant and then evan's over there like oh yeah <laughs> come at just, me we just beat you know i was like oh boy come get him to the truck I, last year Last year we were playing the Bills, uh, and of course they infested the whole stadium. Uh, and I, the, a guy was sitting right beside me, and he was from New York State. I can't remember the town. And he was like one of the nicest fans that's ever sat in in that area, which I was expecting the Bills, you know, not Bills to be. Mafia, yeah. yeah, but they were good. I mean, he the was – but, but like you say, there's been numerous that are not. The Probably one of the worst fans was there was this – we went to that Bills game that time, and uh, all of Buffalo decided to just fly down and spend all their money. And uh, – oh, no, no, well, okay, there was that one. But then there was the other time, too. Was it Green Bay or was it uh, – it was Philadelphia. Philly, yeah. Yes, uh, it was Philadelphia. And we were talking to some vendors, and they said – they said, like – 30 charter buses got there at like three o'clock on a Friday and they've never checked into a hotel. <laughs> and they said they just went to main street and it's just been one long party ever since. And me and Evan got out of there real quick <laughs> whenever we beat Philly. Yeah. That was a game winner game too. Wasn't it? To yeah. yeah Corey Davis. But that was the nice corner. That was the nicest opposing fan I ever saw because he was walking. There was this 45, 50 year old man walking down just after it happened. He turned to me and goes, it's a good game. And we shook hands. Yeah, and that's what I remember from that game. Man, I tell you, the the Packers, the, they that's the most fans I've ever seen in, in the Titans. It was the Packers. I mean, it was like eighty yeah. twenty, and I was so I'm surrounded by Packers fans, and my mom was with me this game, and this guy in a suit just starts walking up beside me, and the Packers fans are like, "Oh my gosh, that's Mark Murphy. That's Mark Murphy." And I'm, I think that's his name. And I'm like, "Okay." And it, it is the president of the Green Bay Packers. That's hilarious. He was sitting up in the section. I mean, I mean, I'm in the upper deck too. You know, yeah. I don't know why in the world he was up there in three oh six, but he was, and uh, his team was getting throttled by the Tennessee Titans. Was that Marcus? That was Marcus. Yeah, Demarco yeah, Murray that opened game. that game with a 75 yard touchdown run, and it was over from then on out. I was going to say, though, the worst fan was the Buffalo Bills game, and it was this woman who was, like, close to our age, and she showed up. It was it was an early season game. It was hot. And yeah, we lost 14 to 13. 3 uh, 6 you hit the sun hit. On 12 o'clock games, it's the worst because in the early season games, the sun is just boom right on you. And she decided that she was going to wear to this game a pajamas onesie flannel, <laughs> and she had been drinking since – Oh, I would say probably Tuesday, mo- Tuesday Monday <laughs> afternoon, probably. Yeah. And she just screamed the whole game, let's go Buffalo. The whole game. It's the best. Constantly, without end. And, uh, yeah, we ended up losing that game, yeah. too. Oh, the the fans that yell. I, I used to have one. I, I sat in the lower bowl, uh, and this, it was a Titans fan behind me. 
But he hated the the team. I don't know why he was a fan because he had nothing but bad things to say. What? This was when Drew Bennett was on the team. He was like, oh, Butterfingers, Bennett. I mean, he was always just yelling the worst <laughs> things about the players. And he, he yelled the whole, ah, ah, the whole game. We, we the all, whole game. Ethan, you got, you're coming. We also I'm good, man. have the, <laughs> you're two, coming. the two or three best day one Titans fans <laughs> who sit behind us there. Day one. Yeah, oh, yeah. And they know nothing they about They know teams. nothing about football. Oh, yeah. well, I think McNair's playing today. We've, we've never really had a <laughs> – we've never had a conversation with them at all. Uh, the instances that we have figured out about how they're day one – is they say it every game. Mm-hmm. They also say that they were day one season ticket holders for the Preds. Predators, yeah. And they always show up halfway into the first yep. quarter, and they leave halfway into the fourth quarter. Yeah. Rain, rain or shine, it yeah, doesn't matter. No, nothing about the team. And then one day we met him on the highway. Yeah. And he recognized us. And, and uh, of course, <laughs> and yeah, you know, and, you're just, and, you know, I waved at him and all this, that, and the other, but. I was like, why is he behind the wheel of an automobile? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he's the kind that's like, oh, yeah, that, uh, running back uh, Dennis Heinrich, number 22, he's, he's really good for us. And we're like, oh, you mean Derrick Henry? Yeah. I mean, he doesn't know any of the players. Well, it was Dexter McCluster was the one he really messed up on because didn't oh. De- McCluster's from where? Was it, uh, wasn't, well, we got McCluster from Kansas City. He played at Ole Miss. He played at Ole Miss. And they go, right that's him. that guy from Minnesota. They got that guy from it. And he said <laughs> yeah. the whole game. Yeah. They were terrible. Yeah. One of my favorite Titans fans is, which he he's, he used to sit over by Travis uh, in them seats. He wears a toga mm-hmm. to every game, <laughs> and the man's at least three fifty to four hundred pounds. <laughs> oh like, my god, he is like well, a when you're that big, and, why not? He wears a toga. No, I'm not like joking. We were at some games that it's like thirty degrees, and the man's in just a toga. And then like we're in games where it's like ninety, and he's you know still rocking the toga. True, and he true. gets up every like second quarter, stands in that poor chair. <laughs> And leads a let's go and spells out Titans chant every time. And it's like the only people that say it are like the people that are just around him because they just know it's Toga guy, you know. The Titans tattoo guy. Oh, Who uh, got uh, famous Mitch, for a while. Mitch Perkins? That, see, <laughs> he was in our section two or 305, 305, yeah. 306. But it doesn't matter if it was negative 20. Dude never wore a shirt. I don't think he owns a shirt, to be honest with you. And the type, the type of tattoos is. Didn't he have like a Super Bowl champions two thousand? Uh, well, he, he's got he has gotten a t- listen, listen. he's gotten a Titans AFC champs tat like the last three years. <laughs> and he's gonna just keep getting it until they win. I have no doubt about it. I think he I think he met McNeely at one time. I, I think he's he's as you said he's a he's a famous fan because he's just totally crazy. Uh, somebody he so whenever Will Compton busting with the boys shout out. Uh, other than this one, the best pod out there. But whenever Compton wasn't with a team last year, this was before he signed with the Raiders, he would go to the Titans games and they'd have busting with the boys tailgates. Yeah. Well, Ferkins, uh, you know, he shows up and is crazy and all this stuff. Well, here last week, I think, uh, somebody, he was posing in front of the bus at one of these tailgates, Ferkins and some other guy were, was, and uh, somebody tweeted it to Compton and said, need to get this guy on the bus. And Compton tweeted back and said, absolutely not. <laughs> He was like, no chance. And I don't think he was joking. So, uh, that dude is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, but, okay, let me be very clear about this. This guy is crazy. Yeah. Like, it's not uh, this dude, you know, has he's a wild partier. No, this, I, I really think this person. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, pretty I, – I, he was up there in a cold game when, when, and he, like you said, shirtless. And I'm pretty sure they were 
pouring beer on him or something. <laughs> I mean, the cops come up and, and he they got him out of the stadium. And I haven't seen him since. I mean, he's... But he was there for a while. He's and wild. we found out about him before he got famous because of all the, the, the stuff that he yeah. would do in the stands. It yeah, was wild. wild. He is wild. What, well, the seats that I... Again, we turn, we turn this into a Titans podcast. Yeah, you got to. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. If it would turn into more of a Titans podcast and then eventually it gets seen... That would be amazing. That would be. Hey. The, the, Evan can attest to this. The seats that I sat in last year and the year before that I get through Reese, there's this dude. He's there every game. He's like he's a day one or two. I just call him High Five Guy because I don't know like, his <laughs> yeah. actual name. But this man will high five every you time. every first down. Every like if it's score, it's like three high fives. You know because he just he's <laughs> yeah, just going around yeah, he's right. and he will like legitly like my hand is sore the next day because of how many. But you have to you know just because yeah. it's infectious and then you have like everyone around you high fiving. But he you is, start bringing a baseball man. Or yeah, that's because well, he's usually wearing gloves and he's just like <laughs> laying it on there and like. But he is one I, of the coolest dudes. I've been scared of a Titans game before. We've me and Evans have been at about three Raiders games, oh, uh, two or three Raiders <laughs> games, and the last one we went to was nuts. Yeah. Uh, but the entire like lower bowl on the visitor side is always full. I mean, always full. And I mean, black jerseys, everything, uh, and the craziest stuff you've ever seen. Like I don't even know how they put these jerseys they got, like, together. Shoulder pads with the yeah, horn sticking with out. Stuff, like, yeah, like, that could probably get an eye. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I always wanted to wear like a the Mandalorian helmet yeah, to a game. Yeah, you know, I, if I get to go to a game this year, I want to because that's a face mask. So you know, I uh, I think that the Raiders have the best helmet in the league. You like? The I, I, I like their. I don't helmet. think that's a hot take. It's I like pretty their cool. helmet. It's Love a cool their stadium. Other than the Titans helmet, man. There's that. Yeah. yeah, and right. it always helps that my dad's a Raiders fan because at least there is a connection there yeah. a little bit. So it's like if I'm not, and you know, plus you know. They're not directly going against us, so unless well, you know. and and not this is not a a slight towards the Raiders at all because the Titans haven't been great in the last fifteen years either. I mean, they've had their moments, but the Raiders aren't a perennial uh, team that competes for a playoff spot, so therefore it is easier to not hate them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were they got all their fans in the seventies when they were winning, right? And they've they haven't been great ever since. And it's not like the cow, you know, the Cowboys are easy to hate. Yeah. But but most of the time, if you go around America, you're going to find Cowboys or Raiders fans, yeah, or Steelers fans, or Steelers fans. I was going to or say Steelers that. fans. And it's all from the from it's the all, 70s yeah. and 80s and stuff like that. Yeah, when you had dynasties like that, yeah. it's the same thing. Of course, the only real real dynasty that we've had in our lifetimes, New England Patriots. Yeah, can't think of any other one. They just kind of came and, and started potentially well, the, the, the Titan, Chiefs. The Titans, dog. That's about to start. That's <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I just I want to get past the. Because I always, I have a in my classroom I have a big Titans flag, big Titan up flag, um, on one of my walls. And you know last year it was just because what I was going to do I was going to hang a flag up for every playoff win. Well this you know this year I just have one space for it you know. And uh, last year it was just well it's just Derrick Henry it's just Derrick Henry and I would just be like just wait just wait. Yeah. Yeah, Tannehill's look good so far, man. Yeah, Tannehill's look good and and. Credit obviously to Tannehill, but I think a lot of that need um, Arthur Smith, the offensive coordinator, is you know he's the reason this offense is is clicking the way they are. Obviously Tannehill and the weapons around him, but you know 
Dan Orlovsky mm. on ESPN to get so he's going to be a quarter he's, he's gonna be a head, head coach, coach next, next year. year. Yeah. yeah. Did uh, I shared that graphic with you? I don't know if I mm-hmm. shared it with you yeah, or not. Yeah. But what I mean, it was like what forty five, forty five touchdowns and seven field goals, which we've missed several field goals. We've missed several field in goals. that time span, or we'd be up there on the same part where the Ravens were at, really. But yeah, I mean, still but the, also the the one thing about that graph too is the fact that. I mean, it, it, it was dialed in for red zones, too, I think, or something on the yeah. matter of that. And, I mean, we're just really effective in the red yeah. zone well, for scoring. That's Tannehill this year. We, we yeah. I mean, well, against um, the Jags, he was 4-4 four, four for 44 yards and four touchdowns in the yeah. red zone. And he, and since he's taken over as a starter, I think he's, like, number one in the NFL in touchdown passes. Yeah, Ethan. Uh, all kinds of <laughs> – yeah. No, I feel like this, we're just being, like, you know. That's what we're doing. We're, we're just trying to get Ethan – We're, we're trying to convincing sell him, right him That's it. We're selling it. I've been on Amazon looking for jerseys. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but since Tannehill took over, we're the highest scoring offense in yeah. football. Like that, you know. Yeah. Uh, and tighten up. That's yeah. it. Oh, yes, sir. Tighten up. Here. Let's go. But see, when, when Tannehill was in Miami, he had some good seasons. But I honestly feel like Adam Gase held him back. And he comes to, to Tennessee. He gets Arthur Smith in there. Yeah. And, you know, the, it's, right now the rest is history. It just yeah. shows the importance of just stuff clicking. You know yeah. what I mean? Absolutely. And we finally have a coordinator for two consecutive seasons. Yeah. It's been about five right. years since we could say that. Mm-hmm. Anyway. But but more than likely we we'll, might have to start over next year. Yeah. Well, to get – okay, to get back to you. Yeah, let's get back to you. Back to the guests. I got a couple, a couple questions for you, but they're kind of different ways. So the first one, I'm, which we mentioned, the infamous, you know, your family league. Like, oh, yeah. So I just wanted to ask him about, you know, which what? it's a 14-team. Right. Non-PPR. No, not, but uh, oh. next year we're going PPR. But right now you're not. You're standard. <laughs> yes, big old standard league. So – we kind of talked about our draft, you know, and what we look to do. What What is more valuable in your league? Is it like you want to go high running back or a receiver who's not going to necessarily get more receptions but yards? Or how do you kind of – what do you kind of look for and value in that? Well, it kind of depends on where I'm drafting. So, last year when I won the championship – Excuse me. No, but last year when I won the championship, most people – a lot of people in our league in about the third rounds take a run at some good quarterbacks. Yeah. And then, obviously, in the very first round, at the very beginning, they're going running back. So, yeah. I was at maybe pick eight or nine. So, I went just contrarian and picked three receivers. And then I ended up getting Josh Jacobs – in the fourth round and then someone else because they took a run at court. How did you do that? <laughs> well, they take a run at court. No, maybe the third round I got Jacobs, but either Steel. way, they took a run on Mahomes, Wilson, Lamar. Yeah. And so then that saves me players in the back end. So I yeah. took receivers and then tried to just pick up running backs as I went on. Yeah. Uh, but this year, I went with Michael Thomas instead of <laughs> Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So now I'm an idiot. So you're a non-keeper league. Right. Okay. okay. But, yeah, so this year that might not turn out for me. So you said they're not going to be PPR next year? They are going to be PPR. They are going you're to be. You're still undefeated. This right is now. a Behind the Call exclusive. Oh. I like hey, being able that to was breaking news right there. That's what I'm breaking saying. Breaking news. E-Money, sorry. Ethan Anytime Hill, breaking news. Anytime I can news. use a soundboard, I'm going to use it. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so that's usually my strategy with the 14-team league. You start getting into, like, the 12th to 13th round, though, you're like, you're just oh. You're just taking flyers. you got to do some homework well, right I mean, there. I mean, I talk with Mike. And I mean, late in the season, he said, We picked up, you know, so I was like, I've never heard. And I'll go, of course, you got to pretend <laughs> right. you're like, Oh, yeah. I mean, I, you know, yeah, you got to do some I homework. Mean, we're, and you, I would go on my app and look at the, it's like owned by 20%. I mean, but it's 14 team league. What's right. the draft like? It's pretty awesome. This year, due to COVID, we, 
just had to do it remote you know just at your house but when we get to go to my aunt louise's right there in town i mean you're talking about there's probably top 60 people in that house and like minimum like 40 and there's this huge draft board on our wall and everyone's yelling at the people like putting the stickers up i just took a michael thomas pick five and it's all it's actually awesome doing that and then we all mike makes us all shirts and we all wear them and take this huge family picture it's pretty cool maybe we should do a pod from their draft next instead of our draft <laughs> do their exclusive, draft. Pod. Yeah, exclusive pod from the hamilton draft if i wasn't going to be out of town i was going to see if i could stream the coverage of the old timers game yeah. through, through behind the call but can't. You probably could, but you're gonna be out of town. I'll be out of town, or else I would. Y'all need to come play. Ooh. Again, I, I I would. I was out of town. Chris Chris said, "Come on out and play," and I yeah, was like, "Man, I, I'm gonna be out of town." Yeah. You don't even have to play baseball. You know what I'm saying? You just come out there, hit some tanks. Hey, I played I played <laughs> baseball most of a season. Well, I, these two didn't, so that's why yeah. I was saying. Because you said you're gonna be horrible at that game. Evan had that Alfonso Suriano. Yeah, 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 like, yeah He had that yeah, bad up. Yeah. We used to play. Well, of course, when we were kids over there on Coleman Road. Coleman Road, 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 Yeah, that Suriano was my guy. Yeah, man. He I, he'd have that bad yeah, up there. Yeah, up there striking Woo. out every time. No, no. <laughs> hey, that's what Suriano did. <laughs> It's all right. I had to imitate him. I, I remember we had we had some real winners. Well, I mean, Cardinals had a lot of good players, but we had we had Encarnacion, who Dad would yell at all the time. <laughs> yeah. He was the guy that got so, hit. He got hit on the in the batter circle. That was whenever oh, they. Yeah. That's whenever they had to move it back because he was yeah. he was. I think that ended his career. Is that Juan Encarnacion? Yeah, there was two Encarnacions. We had Juan Encarnacion. And Edwin. He was just warming up yeah. and took a foul ball. I think like to his left eye. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it's bad. Yep. He was a good player, but it, it that uh, woof, and that ever since then, I think they moved. I think that was a permanent thing all around the league after yeah. that. Anyway, side note: let's yeah. not get off on the Cardinals. We well, got my my other thing that I was you know ask Coach Hill about, which obviously he's a basketball coach, and Taylor you know calls a lot of the basketball games, and Evans called a few uh, big games. He called for, he, he called, called the district championship. He called, yeah, he yeah. called the Sawyer Tire game. Yeah. So, Coach Hill, what is something that you're looking forward to or excited about for this coming year? Well, hopefully, if if we get to play, which hopefully we will, I mean, we should have, as Coach Hodge would say, we should hopefully have one of the best teams he's ever gotten to coach, which saying saying that, I mean, going back to when he was with Jimmy Croft, I mean, that should be – I mean, you're looking at some really good talent. I think we're the first team ever in Crittenden to have two 1,000-point scores with Gabe and Preston. I mean, you could argue Gabe's one of the best point guards, probably the best point guard to come through Crittenden. Turley's – he's a good player. Well, you got Tyler, Morgison. I'm hoping we get to play and have a really good season. I'm very excited. Yeah, one thing that I've been curious, and we kind of talked about it on an earlier pod, was football being outside helps. If, That's right. As where basketball's inside and the capacity and stuff and what that might look like. I know – Recently, there was the case just a way come out. There's not going to be a jump ball this year. That's right. It's a coin flip. So the home team coin flip. You get to call it if it goes in the overtime. The away team gets to call it, and then if there's a double overtime, it just goes off the uh, score. So that's going to be something. Not the score, is, but at the scores yeah. table, the possession clock. Yeah. So that's going to be something that's you know a little unique change that uh, might look a little different from your normal you know normal basketball games. 
when it comes to seating in the arena, though, I don't know how they're supposed. To, we're going to do that. We haven't had guidelines for that yet. Obviously, yes. you're going to have to wear a mask, and then you got to figure out contact tracing and all that. But yeah, I'd the say space, you can space out in Rocket Arena pretty well, yeah. just because of how spread out it is to begin with. And they're going to. Uh, stick with that ticket leap and stuff like right, that yeah. and you're going to have so many tickets available. I know of, uh, you know, there's some schools around the state that's just going to keep that. They're just going to keep that system after this is over with. Probably because um, it's a lot easier. It's a lot it's easier. It's a lot more efficient. Well, it's a lot more efficient and then also, you know, you don't have to have money boxes. You don't have to have anything like that. And I mean, to be honest, uh, you know, uh, I mean, pretty much everybody has a smartphone at this point. So, I mean, you know, and so, I don't know. But like I said, I've, I've heard a few different schools are going to keep that. Yeah, I'd say – it's probably smart, too, just because it – I know in the, the game, which was the union game, I had to come in with my ticket on my phone, and it was come up, hat off, temperature check, scan my phone, and it was right through – you know, you're not having to get out money to pay for tickets and worry about all that. You and know? I was going to say also for, like, Union County, talking about that, Union County did a really good job um, at – and I'm not just saying it because I worked there. Oh, I mean, yeah, you just, are, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, but in all seriousness, Tack and them did a good job. I mean, it was very efficient. Yeah, three three lines set up. Yeah, you know they got it taken care of. Walk through, you're done. I know Tom said that we're only going to have that one main entrance by Rock Arenas. They're going to be the only entrance. They're not going to have the other one opened uh, for like this Friday's game. This everyone's going to have to come through the the one where you get your temperature check. Because hmm. Caldwell had a nice setup. There's two entrances yeah. in as we're critting. You have you know. It limits exposure Different. on that too because you don't. Yeah, have and so like they there. had when you went to Caldwell, you was before you got out of your car when you pulled in to turn to park, whichever way you came in, they took your temperature right there, and they had little tickets actual that they had given you that you match up to your name on the list. So I guess it's different for every stadium and place, but Union did did a good job of getting everybody through and sorted out. The only one thing that I've seen is like people not getting their phones low with the tickets and stuff like that. But that you're gonna have that if you're paying for tickets or however you yeah. do it. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. But yeah, like I said, I I think it's a good idea to uh, to keep the system going just because, like I said, it's just way more efficient. And way my, more efficient. My third thing I was gonna ask you about. Okay. They're all kind of just random. Odd I, I, things, I love you know, random, but I'm just you know. That's me. Yeah. Uh, with the NBA playoffs going on, we don't talk a whole lot about NBA and stuff just because, uh, well, one, they're not huge NBA fans. Uh, Used to but, be, but I just can't get yeah. into it anymore. But, uh, which we got LA and Denver actually playing right now. Right. Randy just went on a 12-point run. Oh, deal. that's uh, nice. I'm a big LeBron fan, so yeah. I'd love to see him get his fourth. And so, you got Lakers Nuggets, and it's 2-1. And then you got uh, Miami and set the Boston, which is 3-1. 3-1. So just kind of break down, you know, like what what you've seen out of the bubble, and like kind of you know what teams you like in which series, what players have you seen that have been playing good? Just you know, kind of talk about kind of talk about the playoffs. Yeah. So if I wasn't rooting for the Lakers for LeBron, I would be rooting for the Miami Heat. I really well, you get you obviously if you're a UK fan, you like Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo. But during the regular season, the Miami Heat, they were playing Myers Leonard more as, the, as their five or their center. But when they came back to the bubble, they started playing Bam at a bio at the five. You know, everyone now wants to play with space and pace and play five out. So when you put Bam at a bio at the five, then they can put him at the elbow. And they love to um, run like Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero off those dribble handoff actions. And then that forces the defense into a – 
tough spot because you can't go under. You have to chase Duncan Robinson off, and then that big wants to show to where he can't get the three, and then you got to drop off the bam. Yeah. But I really like that, and they run they run a lot of nice sets with the flare screen actions for Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. Mm-hmm. And then of course I love to see Tyler Hero and Bam yeah, play just because they're, they're playing really yeah good. just because they're UK players. So I like them, and the Miami Heat have been playing these past couple of games. They've been playing a two-two-one back two-three, yep. kind of like it's the zone, but they match up out of it. So I I, I really I like that defense. That's something I would like to run as a coach is the two-two-one yeah. back two-three. Uh, the Lakers obviously I like watching them because yeah. LeBron and AD. Yeah. Um, what did you think about uh, their previous series uh, when they played the Rockets? Yeah. They normally start JaVale or a traditional center. The Rockets don't. Yeah, because Anthony Davis, for some reason, has it in his head he doesn't want to be a five. He so he wants to be a four. So that's why they kept McGee and Howard on the roster so yeah. he can play the four. But in crunch time, usually they're closing lineup. They'll put AD at the five and then play yeah. Caruso, Danny Green, LeBron, Kuzma. To yeah, or Rondo has been a Yeah, right, to surround LeBron with shooters. But I know that uh, Dwight Howard, who's played really good for them all year and helped them get to where they're at, he only played, I think it was like a total of seven minutes the entire series. Which I think that's probably what they should have done. Yeah, and it could, because Houston don't have a – their tallest – Yeah, they, Robert Covington played the five for yeah. them, or PJ, yeah. Yeah, and so they did that as where you're seeing this series, the first game, Dwight Howard kind of helped dominate Jokic because they're playing so big. So what, what I'm kind of getting at for you is – which which style do you like better? Do you prefer to play with the big, or do you prefer to kind of go small ball and uh, like uh, pace and space? Well, if I'm at Crittenden County, Preston yeah. Turley's playing as much as possible, yeah. uh, according to foul trouble. But if I was the, I mean, it's kind of hard for Frank Vogel, the Lakers coach, to tell Anthony Davis he's going to play the five just because that's what I said. When he signs a one-year contract and then says he's not for sure coming back to the Lakers, yeah. which you would obviously think he's going to, due to the fact he forced him out of the out of New Orleans and then signed with Clutch Sports, which yeah. is LeBron's. <laughs> so it's like, so you're telling me you're going to kick yourself out of New Orleans, sign with Clutch, and then LeBron's only play gonna, for one LeBron's year? Put you in Space Jam too, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> but yeah, I, I would play with Anthony Davis at the five as much as possible, just because they get to play with more space. Because yeah. When AD and LeBron run the pick, that pick and roll, then you're getting stuck with Dwight Howard or JaVale McGee in the dunker spot, and then that kind of clogs your spacing. But when you got three shooters surrounded around LeBron and AD, and then AD's getting to roll, yeah. that's pretty dangerous. Yeah. Well, another thing, which, you know, I'm a big baseball guy, and baseball's huge analytically. And there's some analytical stats that I, I really do like to look into, and there's some analytical stats I don't like to look into. In basketball, we're starting to see Houston is on the front of the analytics, and you know it's threes are more than threes twos. and layups, no mid range. Yeah, and so for your just your style of what you like to watch, which do you prefer to see the big man on the floor using the mid range game, pick and roll, or do you prefer the isolation, shoot a three or shoot a layup and get back down the floor? Yeah, I think you can get a little bit carried away with the three, uh, especially at the high school level. It's awesome when Steph Curry's pulling up from like 35 feet, but he's also the best shooter in the world and probably ever in the NBA. So when you break it down at a high school level, I think mid-range, putting the ball in the post, especially when you have a kid like Turley getting to the free throw line is 
the way to go. Uh, the NBA, I think it's good to shoot threes, but if you look the way they play in the regular season compared to the way they play in the playoffs, I mean, not to hate on the Rockets and like call out James Harden. A lot of people like to call out James Harden because he's had a lot of failures in the playoffs, but that style has not translated yet to – to wins in the playoffs to get an NBA championship. I mean, you can say the Warriors did, but they also, if you were, they actually run sets. It's not Steph Curry at the top of the key, mm-hmm. dribbling between his legs for seven seconds. Yeah. I don't think I'm answering your question, but I like to see more ball movement flow of action. Like if you watch the Miami Heat, the ball doesn't stick in one person's hands yeah. unless they're playing ISO with Jimmy at like yeah. 15 feet. But Which that's – I'm talking a lot, so No, you're good. That's well, what we perfect. want. Yeah, we hey, want to hear. You're the guest. Yeah, so you're this, supposed to. But, yeah. Well, you see James Hart, like you said, he gets a lot of knock. Him and Russ, they just run isolation. And that kind of right. – I think that kind of deadens the floor – because if I, I know if it's me and we're playing and you just go ISO all the time, I'm just going right. to corner like, you know, what are we doing here? And the problem with that too is so with James Harden, not to just hate on him too much, but so when he does that for three quarters and then he's got 30 and like 10 assists, but then there's like two minutes left in the fourth and then there's 10 seconds on the shot clock and then he gives up the ball and then doesn't want it back and just looks at you like, <laughs> you know, your turn now. Yeah. You're like, well, I just watched you do this for like 40 minutes. <laughs> and then now when it's crunch time, you want me to take over. That puts players in tough spots. Yeah, it does. And that's and – and like you said – I, I haven't shot a ball in about 25 minutes. You know, like, I'm not how right. I supposed to hit this three. <laughs> right. You know? But and James Harden is one of the most skilled just scorers of the basketball around the rim, you know, and his – Yeah, his body control back? is amazing. And he's act, he's almost built – I mean, he looks like a, a smaller version of a linebacker. And, like, <laughs> if you watch him play, the way he can get into your body mm-hmm. – and so he's always mostly wants to go left, but then he's got his right hand, and then he just kind of shoves you off, but he does it without the refs looking. And yeah. then you're just like, how does he just get to shove me off? Or he'll hook the defender's arm under his and then do the rip through so and it looks like the defender's fouling him. But re- I'm sorry, I was away from him. <laughs> no, you're good. It looks like the defender's yeah. fouling him, but really he's ripping through that defender's arm. And it's like, so how am I supposed to guard this how dude? Because I, to- I know early in the season, the Lakers played him. And their entire – everyone that guarded put their hands behind their back right. and just tried to stay in front as well as they could. But he was just obviously dry because yeah. he is a small linebacker. Well, and, and I mean, how, how many times does he go to the line every game? Yeah, I yeah. would say – I don't know I that mean, for a fact, but he probably shoots – He shot the most. 10 free throws a game, yeah, maybe. Yeah, more almost. It's and then he's shooting yeah. – I mean, he's going to hit 8 out of 10. So, there you go. Give him free 8 points. And right. as a shooter, you get to see the ball go through the rim 8 times at the, the free throw line, then that's helping your shot. Yeah. I for sure agree. With the NBA, though, too, with Steph Curry and James Harden, it's like every 13- and 14-year-old kid wants to be Steph Curry. Yeah. So it's like, holy crap, yeah. you probably don't need to shoot from 30 feet. Let's, <laughs> you can't get let's work there. on yeah. some funda- Style that back a little bit. Let's work and on some the, fundamentals, The thing please. that drives me craziest is the everyone wants to do those little, like, stupid floater or up over, and it's like – he does that, but he's also doing it over a seven foot three center. He's gonna <laughs> yeah. send it back, and you're yeah. shooting. He over has like to. A, yeah, and like we're just flinging him up there and missing him, and it's like, hey, let's just get like a nice, good form layup once, you know? But yeah, it's like it's it's the same way in every sport. I, I 
I have two or three kids a year that want to make their stance Mike Trout's. Right. It's like Mike Trout can do that because he's Mike Trout, you know. But like, right. we're not going to be, and it's in the same way probably in football. Coach Thompson's like, "Hey, stop trying to be Odell. We're not one hand." You know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to because that's you see it on TV. And I, I, let's hit a left hand layup. Yeah, it's like, hey, can we consistently hit ten out of those in a row, and then maybe we'll try the. But you know, college three I mean, fade away. I mean, back. what's what's the fun in that? Exactly. I mean. <laughs> you're, not, you're not pulling up yelling Kobe yeah. from half court. What are we what's doing? What's the point? Living? What's the point? I want to go back to what he said, saying Steph Curry was the best shooter of all time. That's no, a I'm that's a hot take. No, nah, well, I mean, maybe, but <laughs> a lot of people think that he's a, no. I mean, long range, yeah, for sure. Yeah, as far as just straight up three point shooter. Yeah. No, I agree. I was I, just giving Ray, him a hard time. I'm a, I'm a Ray Allen guy. Ray, yeah. Reggie Miller. They're you know Reggie, in that conversation yeah. too. <clears throat> Pistol Pete Maravich. Pistol know. Pete. Pistol Pete. I, I, I'm with Ethan though. I I think Steph is. I think he's. he's I, the, I think Clay's better. <laughs> Clay Clay's pretty. Pure. I, do, I actually like watching Clay play better because. Clay, I remember he had it was seven dribbles and he scored like six oh, something yeah. p- uh, points and had eleven dribbles. Yeah, yeah catch and shoot. He's, yeah. he's constant. You watch him; he's just constantly moving around, trying to find a screen. And as a defender, that's, that's a skill set too in basketball. So your off ball movement, how much you'll move without the ball. Like if you watch Clay, he's always on the move. Same with Curry when he gives it up; they're always coming off screens and then rescreening. That's very difficult on a defender. It's probably uh, probably like Kyle Korver has Kyle Korver made a living off of, of doing that. And then you JJ wear Reddy. that you wear that defender out. By the time I'm back on O, like my animal gas, you know, like <laughs> yeah, I'm done right. ran around like the entire court. Like, how am I supposed to put up this shot in the third quarter? My legs are you know heavy. Oh my goodness! You got to see Jamal. What in the world was this? Sorry, been playing no, crazy. Look, this, this is crazy. This is a wild shot. It's at this point in the podcast where it's time to shut her down. <laughs> All right, watch, no. watch, 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 watch. Ethan, Ethan, you got to pay attention. Sorry. <laughs> the way Jamal's just played kidding, lately in the oh, in the bubble has been insane. I think he had two 50-point games in one series. Yeah, and I love watching the Joker, man. Jokic yeah, just, you know, he, yeah, he takes he, like he, – he plays within himself. Jokic don't is ever probably the best passing big man. Besides me in the <laughs> – <in the, laughs> In the NBA. Yeah, he, he And maybe is. the history of the NBA, actually, not yeah. to give another hot take. And he's got a shot, too. Jokic, he, is, he's nasty. Okay, Murray getting a little cocky. But, yeah, sorry. I no, you're good. Basketball no, that, no, was that was a was nice re- finish. Slow-mo right here. He went up. <laughs> it under. Like I got to see this. Hey. Well, is there anything you guys have no, that think- you want to ask Coach Hill? Our no, first guest. We're, we'll have to have him back. I asked him like 10 questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was sufficient. No, I was I And I listened, so, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah, uh, he, you're definitely. Definitely coming back. You'll be our back. first reoccurring guest. We'll get you a sit t-shirt. Loyal listener over here. Yeah. 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 You going to listen to this one? Sure. You got to. You got to listen to yourself. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. That's always Well, you've fun. been on the coach's show before, so this is right. your first time. Yeah. Well, it's hard to go Just back once and listen to it. Yeah, but I'm saying like it's, he's no he's no stranger to the mic. <laughs> no, I know. I was saying like listen to yourself. I don't, my first time on yeah, here. No one, yeah, no one. When I went back and listened to, it, I was like, kind of hate listening to myself. No yeah. one likes you get the over voice, it, but you do. Yeah, yeah, you, you get, get over it. it. It's like I'm kind of a stud, you know. <laughs> I mean, I don't have that same mentality when I go back. But I just got. I just well, man. He said um. A lot, oh, a yeah, lot. I, I do. Yeah. Even, no, you don't. Even in the I video do. with the, for the press, I did yeah. for Chris for that. I said um like three times. If I'm saying so um like, on here, I'm probably messing with the mic too. Yeah. Like if I'm completely dialed in, I'm fine. Yeah. But if I'm touching, you know, buttons and yeah. turning knobs and stuff, it. it makes I always go back and I'm like, wow, I say 
that word way too much. Mm-hmm. And then I'm consciously the next and time trying to think of not saying that. I say you know a lot too, you know? You know. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, all right, well, if you guys don't have anything else, then. I'm good. Uh, good, man. It's been hey, fun, boys. Yeah. It's been fun. I'm coming back. Rate, review, subscribe. Rate five stars. We've got to start saying at the beginning. Leave a comment, baby. Rock. Critting any rockets, Murray. High tigers. Tomorrow we'll see you at seven. All right. Sounds like a plan. Love you guys, guys have a fantastic night. I'll put this on tonight. That way more people can. There we go. I, yeah. Shout out Cole McKinney again. <laughs> You're the only one listening right now, baby. We love you. <laughs> Number one fan. There you go. Have a good one, guys.